Gettier Hardcore Radio playing hardcore, punk, metal and all other adjacent genres. It pretty cool, I guess. Now let's get to moshing. Alright, what's up? You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. This is Trevor. I'm by myself. I'm extremely fucking lazy um, on this episode. I'm not going to lie because, yeah, I've been working. I've been working a couple doubles. I mean, quite a few doubles. Um, I'm on low. I'm low energy. Low low T. Low T. Low T. Trevbot. Um, Chris um, will be on the next episode. Um, But we are going to be talking to... Lilith from Seattle, um, Sal Metalcore, and um, longtime friends. So it's gonna be very niche, very like, um, like straight, like kind of straight up Seattle. And I feel like when people talk about Seattle, uh, people talk about Brotherhood, Trial, talk about the '90s, um, early '90s, uh, early 2000s, and then and then the bands that when uh, the bands that are currently happening as a, as a show or a podcast is happening, like, like when, you know, say people would talk about safe and sound when, you know, five, five years, five plus years ago, um, people will talk about by all means now or lower species or I mean out. But I think like there's, there's just a whole like cool thing happening. Um, whether you, you know, maybe gatekeepy, maybe gatekeepers aren't going to give a fuck about it, but, it's just like there's were cool times um, where you know modern metalcore and hardcore and all the local genres kind of came together, which happens a lot in smaller scenes. Wow, I'm a lot more coherent than I thought it was gonna be. But um, yeah, you're listening to Dead Air. We talk about hardcore today. We're talking about local hardcore. Um, Lilith is a new band um, out with uh, members of a of an older. Uh, metal metal and hardcore bands um like motion basically it is kind of a reincarnation of the band motion that you know we used to play back on the terrestrial radio show um for fans of um just like if you like a lot of the modern metalcore of in the vein of code orange vein a lot of the most popular popular stuff very well done um they have their first full length that came out uh, mid April and uh, we're going to play some music from them. And then it's going to be very talk heavy another very podcasty show. So we're not a lot of music. So we're just literally going to play the music, do the interview and then get the uh, flip out of here. So we're going to start. Um, we're going to start off with some music and you're going to hear uh, just, you're just going to hear a lot of freaking you're going to hear a lot of freaking talking. So um, I kind of apologize for that, but I kind of, kind of don't, but <laughs> we're going to play um, the second song off the LP uh, titled misled. And we'll be right back. You'll listen to dead air two hours, of hardcore radio.
So here we go. Uh, we back. I'm lazy. I haven't done shit in a minute. Um, people still make music in Seattle, and maybe people have forgot about that since we've been in in the middle of of a of a panorama. We've been uh, <laughs> so so pandemonium. Yeah, we're in the middle. We're in the middle of a Paris Hilton. <laughs> we're so uh pagan ritual it's been i think it's been a minute since i've had a had um people may have forgotten because i since the pandemic started that people still make music in seattle and uh if you're if you're listening i'm just letting you know that 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 happens um we still we still do stuff um we have uh on the line we have a um an old and a old friend of mine we've been so i've I, we've known each other for a, about a decade now yeah close to it so very close to a decade i think okay but let's do the introductions and then we can we can start shooting this shit so uh we got lilith um seattle um hardcore metalcore uh any other labels you want to label your band as fucking uh, heavy band heavy yeah man whatever they want to call us i take the metalcore name aggressive. very seriously because <laughs> uh so let's uh introduce introduce your uh yourselves there's two of you uh you yeah I'm, are the I'm band. Garrett. <laughs> tell tell us what you tell us what you guys do we're uh, i'm garrett and i sing for the band but uh track guitar on the record we just put out and I'm David. I play drums. I do some vocals very occasionally. There's two spots on the record where you can hear my voice. Where you spread, where you just, just, uh, Garrett got tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, yeah. I'm the James Hetfield motherfucker, basically. <laughs> you got, you, there, there's some yeahs in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, just a uh, more, more, more James. No, the, the, as long as there's no Lars uh, in there, we're. Who <laughs> no? He's a much better drummer than that. <laughs> Thankfully, I like to think the snare sounds better than the Saint Anger snare, but you know, that's subjective, I guess. Maybe I, equally dirty. <laughs> my, I guess. I wonder what the general consensus is for like people who like hardcore demos. And then complain about the Saint Anger. <laughs> like I get, I get it that it's like, but I guess it also has to be like a mentality too, because I'm like, you, sh- like it's what you expect more out of when it comes for some for something like, especially when you have when you're a band that has full ass document, when you have a paid ass documentary documenting the entire like what five years it took to make that record (laughs) dude it's crazy because i feel like that snare sound is not actually that far off from like slipknot or like what you hear on like i guess the older sanction stuff the newer sanction stuff the snare sounds a little more it's like a typical like putney snare but like it's not the saint anger snare is not that far off from that but like i don't know something about it 
uh, it just doesn't work for me. Honestly, the snare isn't even, I I don't think it's the most bothersome part of the drums. Like, it's not the worst part of the record. <laughs> no, no, but like, dude, they did some weird stuff. Like, there's some spots in that record where Lars is playing a punk beat and then like a cymbal hits like every four bars and the kick drum just gets loud. It's just like quiet, 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 loud for no fucking reason. Dude, that album, <laughs> I, I think that album could almost be good if somebody like got a hold of the stems and went and just chopped the songs down to like three minutes or less each because they all they all have like three parts that just loop for seven or eight fucking minutes at a time (laughs) like it's ludicrous i've been like i feel like if you ever watch the documentary i've been in the same like not in the same mentality but i feel like some people when you get like whether it's you know just depression or drug induced like i think you get in this a lot of writers get in the same block that james got when he was fucking writing this shit and sometimes you're like all right and then you just like rush something and i like if you look at those fucking the lyric i'm a lyric guy so those lyrics are (laughs) my lifestyle determines my death style (laughs) i remember my i remember the drummer for my old band was like like no no joke wanted to get that as a um, as a tattoo. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Are you talking about Chris? Yeah, we're talking about Chris. <laughs> Cuz we would we would watch shit like this while writing like music when we were in a band together and it was just like that one was so dude that 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 whole that whole movie is 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 a trip. <laughs> yeah. like, I need no. to watch it. I haven't seen that since I was like, geez, fifteen. Yeah, same. Honestly, it's a, lot, it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a lot of hype. I feel like that's. I feel like that's like what goes on in everybody's mind when they're trying to like. I really want to put out, like when they're overthinking, trying to put out the perfect record or a record that is going to like sell or something. I feel like that's that's like what goes on in that video is like i feel like what goes on in a lot of people's mind when they're not like really being true to themselves and not like just like writing what the fuck they want to write yeah Mm -hmm. but moving on from that so like yeah talking just the history between me and garrett like like i think the first time i saw you for the first time in seattle was uh uh rainfest 2011 that was my favorite one. <laughs> you were a one-man wrecking machine, <laughs> fucking, fucking tearing it up in uh eh, during Figure Four, and just yeah, <laughs> I just I was like, who the hell is this person? <laughs> who, who the fuck? Like, like this dude, this dude, like literally just runs off batter somebody's like changing his batteries during the- <laughs> like dude i felt like i had been waiting like 10 years to see that band live and then i got to see them back to black with most precious blood and like yeah that was just that was that was a cool night for me those are two bands i never thought i'd get to see live and rainfest of course did a lot of that for me like i never thought i'd see trial and the list goes on you know no that was a great weekend unfortunately that was the first time like 
people started to like recognize Rainfest, so it like it like sold out really quickly. So it's yeah. when you realize like you like if you were in Seattle, you gotta like fucking save your money. You gotta like save your Christmas money to uh, to get tickets like in a, in a month. Because um, I it wasn't like that the year the the couple years before where people didn't people didn't really it didn't catch on to where I didn't have to worry about buying a ticket until like getting there. But and also it was at the Viaduct prior to that year, yeah. and it was that was sick because like I was able to volunteer and be a part right. of it. there wasn't those options at numos um yeah and- my my first one was the 2010 one at the viaduct and i just showed up and bought my way in and then in 2011 i had to buy a ticket secondhand from somebody from arizona that was lucky enough to get theirs you know and because i it sold out on me before i could buy a ticket straight up so i pissed my friends off because like i wasn't even thinking i was gonna get to go and then uh my friend, I went with some with some of my hipster friends to Folk Life that year. <laughs> I think Folk Life is a thing like pre-pandemic, a thing that still generally happens in Seattle. Yeah, I think Memorial so. Memorial Day, and I was like, it's like a fun. It was like for a while, it was a fun thing to just walk around and do. But like, I I found out that there were tickets available, um, and I was just like. How do I how do I ditch my friends in the most like like it it, it was a it was a drama a whole drama because people were pissed off and they're like I want I was like I was like dude I I was like is there a way I can just like how do I get you home so I can go over to Numos <laughs> <laughs> and eventually we figured it out and I had to like go all the way back drop people all the way back in Tacoma oh, from, I went from literally all the way from like seattle center to downtown tacoma back to capitol hill and, <laughs> um but it was so fucking worth it like at the end of the uh, at the end of the day and i i never i never missed buying tickets for rainfest again after that point but like yeah from that moment i didn't really know you and then you showed up at a show i believe um at, at the venue i used to um I used to do, I used to book at in uh, down in Puyallup, Washington. Oh, the office. Yes, and you were giving out your yeah. you were giving out the uh, CDs for uh, your first band for Motion. For yeah, and 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 I remember you were literally you were grinding to find members. Yeah. <laughs> literally, you were you were at you like you were asked you were like this wasn't just to like to like show people your band what you were doing but you were like this is also this was also this was also like a job uh you were hot you were looking to hire people (laughs) (laughs) dude straight up like i just started going to local shows and like i didn't know anybody and i was like driving down to i lived in arlington and i was driving down to tacoma and like going to red room shows and didn't know anybody and then like you know just whatever i could go to so i was like fuck it like I got all the tools. I'm going to record a record and see if I can find people who are into it. And I got lucky to find a lot of people who were over the years. Motion, I think, had a total of like eight people in it over its like four year run. So, and everybody was cool. So, I think this this album for us is almost serving the same function <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> as a recruitment tool. <laughs> yeah, kind of like with it 
with it just being the two of us now, like there, there, there is a third core member uh, named Greg who unfortunately died uh, last August. Greg used to be in that band Cornerstone and Past Self. But yeah, he, he cut bass on the record and uh, we were finished in April of last year and he, uh, he unfortunately died in August. So before the record got to be released or anything. But yeah, that, um, you know, and I'm uh, very sorry for you guys' loss. And, uh, but that, that being said, um, sorry, that's hard. It's hard to transition. For that. No, 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 it's, 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 good. Heavy, it's a, it's a very like, obviously it's like a, it's a, it's a heavy subject and it's like not, and not an easy thing to like, okay. So, cause you, you know, you had, you had three people and now, and then you're like, it's i assume that's probably a hard thing to be like how do i mourn and still figure out how to honor this person by getting this music out and then continuing on because obviously no matter what like if like uh if i'm making music if i i i want if i'm if i'm not here tomorrow if i made something i would want it just come out somehow (laughs) yeah yeah and that's that's what he wanted too, and that's why you know this is our first chance to talk about the record publicly. So it'd be it'd be I, I had to mention you know he existed and he recorded this and you know he worked just as hard on it as we did. So no, no, I, no, absolutely, and it's so no, it's a it's a it's a it it, it shows like because like it's not nobody like when you hear a finished product like if you're just listening listening to it on Bandcamp or spotify or whatever you never know especially when it's a you know a band of like a local size like people like somebody from somewhere else in the world you're not going to know who's in the band you're not going to know how uh what it really what it really took to uh to make the record and this has been a obviously it, um 2020 has been a year of loss for almost i don't think i i don't know a single person uh in in my life my family or anyone who hasn't lost anyone this year whether it's covid or something else so it's just like it's it's just something to just it's just something to remember that like cuz sometimes sometimes when something like this happens like people just are like i can't do this anymore like they can't they can't but like it's just it's just something it's just something to remember like listening to music like that there is a lot of what what happens frame by frame what happens between from beginning what can go into you know life still happens you know yeah we we de- we see the album as like a way for him to live forever in a way um i don't know when all that went down it like it suddenly became even more important for us to like finish it and get things out just because like we're like we're like taking care of his legacy now in a way i don't know and i i don't i don't want to i don't want to sound super self-important about that but it's just like i it, it it became for him in a lot of ways as opposed to just like us just trying to dick around and make a record or whatever and i and not to move uh not to move back but to change just to go back on kind of a just on the on 
back for just a, so people can get an idea for people who are listen who listen to the show, to the podcast. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't understand the Pacific Northwest at all. <laughs> like, how, like, dude, like people, people see the history of like, well, you know, with the, but they don't really, that's why I like to keep this show on. They don't really know, like, like what's go what's going on around here they see it they'll hear they obviously people have heard the drama with jim and champion people all over the world knew about that people you know know about brotherhood all that stuff but um honestly the time where motion was like kind of started was an was a really fucking can you hear me guys yeah yeah you cut you cut out for a sec there i just like paused for a sec but anyways like I just remember how sick that time was uh, around the time you guys started around the time you started motion of with red room and just that from like the, like the 2012 to 2015 of just like a really cool crossover between many different genres of DIY music, like really kind of like, like coming across the aisle to make really cool DIY shows all over the place, getting people into hardcore, not, 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 and not really having this weird gatekeeping that you, uh, the obvious gatekeeping that has existed in DIY for the past 35 years. Um, Yeah, we actually met technically, I guess the first time I met you face to face probably would have been when I, cause I used to play in a band called Truth Under Attack that was like a fucking easy core. I remember this band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to play drums for them and uh, our tour kickoff. I knew, I knew Michael from way back. I played with, I played in a band with Michael like 10 years ago, uh, but he was playing bass for Motion at the time and we needed somebody to open. So Motion hopped on and that was a super weird mixed genre bill. It was like TUA and then I think reach for the sky who was like a they were like a like a oh what the fuck like a like that yeah, type of metal bouncy, shit. bouncy metalcore uh and then motion played and then i don't i don't remember who else but it was just like all over the place but yeah. it was it was cool and that was right that was that was would have been 2013 i think so yeah dude and like that level of acceptance and like you said like the not gatekeeping thing up here that was going on through that period of time like without that like i would have never felt like at home you know because like like i grew up listening to metalcore and then got a little older and like i went to Rainfest in 2010 and that was a fucking game changer for me i like saw all my favorite bands that year that i didn't know were my favorite bands yet and then started hanging out with uh, Jeremy from Cowardice and like between Cowardice and Truth Under Attack and your band, Prepare the Bride. <laughs> and like, dude, like I loved all those bands. Every single one of those bands was so fucking good, too. Like all of our local bands were fucking good. And people like came out to shows and like had fun and the bills could be all mixed. And like shit, Low There is a, like a fucking post rock band and they played every show with like all these hardcore bands. It was so cool. Cause this is also a weird dynamic for a show because at the time like when i started doing this show i was in a band that would be like because most of the people who do like these podcasts and shit are either people like i obviously been going to hardcore shows for a long time but usually most of their band or their resume are, are hardcore punk or or power violence and stuff like that but like at the time i was in a straight up like 
almost like kind of kind of metalcore or or uh, some something more along the lines of like a band that that really really a metalcore band that really 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 loves hardcore. I would say you're yeah. you guys like really honed in in like you you Garrett like with this with Lilith and Motion is really honed in like this like you your identity is kind of is very seeped in the bands that you clearly talk about and that you that you and that you love like 2000 2000s like met like metalcore yeah it, it it's one cool thing was like when uh bands when there was like a there was like a, a hardcore show where you guys played and everybody did a fucking hate breed cover <laughs> yeah. you guys did you guys clearly did the did the cover uh everybody wanted to do one out of off satisfaction or under the knife you guys you guys uh picked perseverance yeah and, and you can clearly like, draw the lines between that and like, i believe 18 you did 18 visions yeah we played tower of snakes <laughs> at that one show and it's like you've you've waved that you've waved that flag um loud and proud uh, <laughs> and whether because it's because those because bands like that go I, I feel like like obviously with any type of diy music people go in and you people come in and out of phases of of what they're of what they're really uh of what they really like and but but as time as the internet get as we're entering a age, I feel like people come like come in and out of these phases even fucking faster. Yeah. Like with what I'm seeing I'm hearing people like talk about the fucking fifth wave of emo. <laughs> Dude, I'm five, man. <laughs> I thought there were like two. <laughs> so so this isn't a hardcore so so we got we got the the DC emotional hardcore with like rites of spring and like um stuff and stuff like and stuff like that stuff that kind of came out of so I'm giving the hardcore hist the the history list and we have okay, so that's one so and that, then what what would you say next is like American football the 90s, then we go to the 90s which is more like alt rock influenced with sunny day real estate okay, sunny day American yeah football, and that's where it becomes and then we have and then we have the third yeah. wave which is the commercial uh, mid two thousands, uh, with like MyChem, Hawthorne, all that, all that stuff. Then we go to the fourth wave, which is the emo revival, with like modern baseball, Tiger's Jaw, Citizen, um, and stuff like that. And now we're on five. <laughs> now we're on five. Five with with whatever whatever um, TikTok and Twitter are coming up with, which. I haven't I haven't gone too much on on that yet, but like I don't see I'm I, I get confused because people obviously with the internet you can speak anything you want into existence, <laughs> <laughs> and so and with the with the with the amount of clout it, it, it becomes a, it becomes a thing. Yeah, yeah. So so like not to get to on others on like so apparently this uh the 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 machine gun kelly type of pop punk that's coming back yeah uh, it's apparently some they call it they they somebody's putting the like the new metal new yeah 
on, on, it's called new punk apparently new punk <laughs> so fuck <laughs> i feel like an old person talking about this like man let me get on urban dictionary real quick <laughs> but, but like you could speak it just, it just proves that you can speak anything into existence you really you really fucking feel like See, that gets me to start thinking we need to come up with like we need to come up with like well, a weird genre name okay, we for can't, what we're doing. So we can't know? be we can't be new metalcore because that's already taken. It's already a thing. We can be neo metalcore. Neo metalcore. I like that. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we're just robbing all the fucking we're 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 robbing all the riffs from like all the metalcore bands that were in the 2000s that all kicked ass, robbing their riffs and slapping a fucking chainsaw guitar on it and some fucking wild distortion and trying to just make it you know the the next level of aggressive bringing it bringing it into the oh i also want to before we talk more about this i want to call i want to call out chris real quick <laughs> call him out let's Get call it. him out because we he's not here with me but but we remember we did the live stream yeah uh, we play it and 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 chris just like literally just went all all out with the with the misinformation and it, like, yeah. just he had no fucking clue what he was talking about yeah he he was like oh yeah cody cody dodd from from umbra my old band he he did vocals on this record that was him it wasn't cody that was his vocals <laughs> i was like where are you getting this these are a bunch of people we have you haven't talked to and like i don't know if he talks to him to be honest but I, but i just like people we haven't like been involved with with the show or with music in a few years so i'm like, <laughs> I'm like what the fuck <laughs> well so i was i was i was bullshitting with cody about that because I, I i talk to cody all the time cody and i talk on the phone like once a week or something and uh cody was telling me he had just ran into chris like up in bellingham and showed chris a couple of the songs off the record so chris cool. heard the record before that live stream chris was in bellingham for what i bet for his job oh yeah i don't know i don't know what for but yeah cody told me he ran into him and yeah that was all <laughs> so chris had heard it you know he he had a little bit he just had all the fucking information wrong <laughs> i was just like i was like dude we can't i can't go back and like i i like i can't this is this is all live i can't go back and like and like misinformation you can't like because sometimes we'll do we'd be doing like a podcast and then he just he he feels like he can just talk, shoot the shit and say whatever the fuck he wants and like and and there's sometimes i literally have to fact check him and like caught i'm like this is like i'm like dude i'm gonna be starting to write down scripts for you <laughs> you you just want you just want to go i'm like I'm not trying. I'm not trying to um, be the hardcore conspiracy theory um, <laughs> over here. <laughs> but, um, honestly, the uh, Lilith sick shit. Um, I'm love, dude. I love. Uh, I love the whole recording style. I love the. I love the. Um, I love the effect for the vocals. The just buried in fucking static and feel like you're fucking eating through it sounds like you're like trying to fucking fight through the stereo yeah <laughs> you feel very like you're still in you're you're like still 
very much in the mix, but you're like, you're like, tr- feel like you're trying to punch your way out while the music's playing, which is fucking sick. You're, you're, you are the definition of eating the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's what we wanted. Like everything on that record is supposed to have like, not not just like having some level of distortion but like everything's supposed to have like the same distortion you know so the guitars and the vocals and the drums like they all have the same sound of static so everything just you know blends as this fucking wall like and so every time there's something that jumps out whether it's the vocals or the drums or the guitar it like you know it just really like pops through for a second you know just a fucking wall of sound and so just to give the timeline so motion 20 like 2012 2016 yeah yeah so and so about a five year a five year almost or four year yeah basically basically uh you've been you were you were hiding in your bunker um during (laughs) the Trump administration (laughs) dude yeah like honestly what happened was the so the final motion show was um it wasn't supposed to be a final motion show it was um it was actually so our drummer quit and our bassist quit so it was their final show and we were actually supposed to play two new songs that night and those two new songs are actually the first two tracks off this lilith record and um we we were supposed to like keep going on with motion david we we i was supposed to play drums (laughs) yeah david was supposed to play drums at that show and that was supposed to be his first show with us and he was supposed to join the band and everything now i get thrown under the bus (laughs) no 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 like just some shit happened life happened it didn't work out and uh our guitar player ryan me and him kept on with it and uh justin from prestige all three of us kept going and kept writing and then slowly over time you know justin had other shit going on ryan had other shit going on and then eventually me and david got together and became really close friends and started actually working on it and then we pulled greg in and it ended up just being the three of us and then like dude in that time it was just tumultuous like writing and trying to find members and getting somebody who was kind of interested and then didn't turn out to be really interested and it got to a point where it was like fuck it the three of us have all the tools in our hands right now to finish this fucking record let's just finish it and so the three of us just fucking did it we're like screw it we'll find we'll find guitarists later and that's kind of where we're at now and you know with with greg being gone we we're looking for a basis too but i think seven guitarists have played these songs in some capacity <laughs> yeah yeah and i've i've had you know i've had a couple people that that we both know from the uh from the northwest hardcore scene hit me up about it and so i don't know there will probably when when lilith becomes a full five person lineup and shows her back there will probably be some faces you know in this band so but uh i mean it's been it's been rough for literally everyone before this pandemic even happened like like we talk we we i talk about it with all the northwest northwest people that know that just seattle like like I have, I have like, I've most of the bands that I've, uh, there's been a few like newer ones that are, they're kind of like transplant Seattle bands that don't get that the last couple of, they're like, yeah, it's rough. I don't understand. I was like, it's been a rough to get gigs, rough to, rough to find all ages gigs, rough to not play at just a fucking bar. Um, that it's kind of sucked a little bit, like just like go like a, a lot of the time, like, 
because I guess like it's also like growing up like there was not there was also like around the time that motion came I didn't feel like there was like a a ton of uh cycle in cycle out there wasn't a lot of new kid younger younger kids coming in and it was the scene started to get a little bit older for a minute with like a few people with a few people coming in here and there and on top of it there just there wasn't a, a hardcore festival um the shows started to get to get separate again there wasn't an an all age a, a real hub or an all ages venue um and it didn't seem like even though real art has been been a, a thing for a very long time weirdly enough i didn't expect it to last six fucking years has it been six years since that first show in 2015 yeah god uh it's it's very wild to even fucking think because i haven't been to even half as many shows as i went to in the in the uh three plus years that i went to viaduct right right but obviously like once again older crowd i'm yeah. not, i'm i have to fucking i had to fucking work but um it's just uh it it sucks because uh everybody was trying to get their shit together for 2020 to start doing fest to start doing regular hardcore shows um doing more stuff at at uh, at real art i started to see some young uh when sanction played in in march i saw some like younger kids actually like some people of high school age coming out to shows so and i felt like the 2016 to 2019 that wasn't really that wasn't happening as much post rainfest yeah no man it kind of it kind of seemed like all the all the older people that were putting in the work and booking the shows their their bands were falling apart and i mean like i'm one of these people so like i'll just i'll just out myself as the asshole here but like you know our bands are falling apart and all of us are getting happening with me too man I was just like, <laughs> out of nowhere it's like is this our last show and yeah i yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's like what I don't know. For me, it was like once I didn't have a band anymore, it was like the headache of booking and like promoting a show and paying people. It's like, fuck, if I'm not like doing this for my own band, it kind of like it makes it harder. And then you start doing it like, you know, while you're trying to focus on being creative. And I just got I just got so fucking burnt. I couldn't I couldn't fuck with it no more. And like people weren't showing up, too, because the same shit was happening to other people. You know the people i was used to seeing it shows they were also getting burnt out and their bands were falling apart they were you know getting older and having to work and everybody's life was getting busy and then it was like i don't know it's just like where the fuck where the fuck are all the 16 year olds starting like their shitty first youth crew band like none of them were around <laughs> and and uh there's like it's it's happening like little by little and i'm seeing obviously with like that's why i don't mind like that's why I, I love in a way whenever there's a band even if i don't fucking like them like somebody somebody's getting bigger on social media or like getting some radio play like a, a any type of rock influence band because of or somebody who's 
or somebody who is fucking like MGK who's influenced by rock like it 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 helps open a rabbit hole that wasn't there before yeah like even if you don't like the, who gives i hate the gatekeepy shit because it go it it comes in waves and like you find so much you find so much shit like with fucking um people the hardcore kids hate the victory record days of of like the people who love the earth crisis victory record days hate the hawthorne heights atreyu victory record days but that shit opened up the fucking it opens up the whole fucking catalog you go to you go to like the myspace or the pure volume or the or I'm dating myself with this. But, <laughs> but you go to vic- to victoryrecords.com and you look at the rest of the fucking lineup. And right. There you there you go. <laughs> so and, yeah, I think and- a very lack of that. I I was very aware of this thing in in, in 2015 when I was like at KGRG like less people because people didn't there wasn't no way of accessing it. Um, it there, it just looked like anybody who liked this type of music were like, like shut-ins, weirdos, and like, which is fine because I I am a fucking weirdo. But <laughs> it it's like people people don't, and people are not. For some reason, people were not comfortable. Didn't want to do it anymore. And also, during the time, there's been a lot of like shitty people in alt metal and hardcore that have been outed for being shitty fucking people. And like, if like people want to come and have a good time and feel accepted. And if they see that stuff, where's the fucking acceptance? <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, it's the, it, and it, it really hit Seattle. Cause like I said, there's, there was no organization and people were just, fucking burnt out man well dude like you went to you went to that jag thing that was at real art like right before the pandemic right yeah no we we talked yeah we talked at that and that was fun that was that was great it i felt excited for the first time like i was like i was like for the first time since like my because i'm my 30s now and i'm like i hit um and i was like damn i haven't felt I haven't felt this good at a show in in a good five years. Dude, yeah. I was honestly feeling the same. That fucking ingrown band that played, they were, I think they're from Boise. That that band fucking just they blew me away. They were so shout good. Out, shout out to Charlie and the crew. Like seriously, like I love that. I I love that shit. Like we were like I I I uh hung out with him before the before the ingram set we were like we went and got we went and got a um some some vegan food at the net at the bar down the street and he was like what he's like how do you think your set's gonna be he's like i don't know and then and then, he, <laughs> and then they fucking and then he was like i did not expect that <laughs> one of one of my roommates was there with me and he was just like you know he he didn't know the band or nothing they started playing he looked at me he was like yo dude i think that band perfected the fucking algorithm everybody's going nuts (laughs) (laughs) fucking wild they fucking hacked the algorithm (laughs) (laughs) honestly like yeah and most of the bands are fucking were a lot of the bands were 
either northwest or west coast yeah and that was that was sick i loved it i i absolutely loved it and it was put a lot of it put a lot of hope uh that got that got squashed very very quickly yeah i know there's people still working i mean there's still people working on music in various corners of of the pacific northwest that are just like kind of holding on um and there there's you got there's you guys there's uh by all means down in tacoma where chris plays in that band okay uh, and then there's a few but like i think even before that like before that i would say we're the seattle scene since it kind of got like people either left or or started new bands like I'll say I can say with confidence, like there's and that no longer is there uh, two bands that sound the same in Washington anymore. Yeah, where it's there's a uh, there's like I'd say there's like the main like three or four hardcore bands in in Pacific Northwest that are still have been keeping it going since like 2016, 2015. We with like you know Odd Man Out, Lower Species that whole uh in gag and still and still like i don't think any of that is going away anytime soon they're not nobody's that has not that has yet to die out but besides that there's like with like just at least for seattle in all in all shapes and forms of music of just stuff i get for um for other radio stuff i it's everything sounds like uh there's not there's nothing that sounds like the other the other thing when i get when i get shit sent from all genres dude and honestly i think that's cool i think that's going to be our saving grace after this pandemic is like you know we've been trying to make a few connections with other bands that sound like us we there's a bunch of guys that are all transplants to seattle in a band called kaizo that just put out an ep and then um there's also a band from around here called cut both ways and both them are doing the same kind of thing as us. It's like some metalcore revival shit. And like, I mean, the fact it's that different though, it is, we don't none, none of those three bands really sound alike. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying stands. Yeah. And like, I think that's cool. We're all going to get to play shows together. And like, I don't know, one of the bands is like got a bunch of slow ass beater riffs. One of the bands is a little more chaotic and then like, we're like the fucking thrashy noise band and like i don't know it's all gonna be different i hope i just hope it gets weirder i hope there's more different types of bands and shit i mean david's also in a band called uh monster watch that's like a uh i don't know it's like it's like post-punk grunge i don't know yeah i'd be excited to play shows with that band like let's get weird No, Seattle likes you guys. As far as I know, I like. I've I've listened to I've listened to Monster Watch a little bit. Oh, tight. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a new addition as of like. I, well, shit. I guess like six months now. But <laughs> you're. I don't. Yeah, you weren't there when I I I do I do some separate stuff for other like non-hardcore Seattle bands like. Oh, cool. Like Black Tones and stuff like that. Like, so where like where people come to a tacoma studio do some like live sets and shit so uh, yeah dude i would man i would love for lilith to be able to play with bands like fucking like dream decay or uh 
I'm trying to think who else. Yeah, I don't know if if we could just get even even more mixed. Because I feel like there is like a like a pretty strong like. There's a strong Seattle like punk scene. scene. There's a strong Seattle music scene for people who just like appreciate um, you know music all just all around the board. Like like if you get hooked in with like the the just the people who love local Seattle music, if it just has it was homegrown they're literally fucking about it like i um like the people who are a part of like uh kxp and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. like they just they just fucking love and i do the i do a certain thing in tacoma that's just like like that we just fucking love music and just connect because we're not because we're not because of what we sound like but what but from because of where we're from which Mm -hmm. i think what i loved so much about um the the days of of red room and stuff like and stuff like that and people i think i think there's some of the hardcore cats that that even if even if they won't admit it they they love that they love that shit yeah (laughs) it was good for everyone even even if you were a fucking gatekeepy hardcore hardcore guy it was good for you because you probably got a got people listening to you that never were going to hear you before yeah Mm -hmm. because of because of something because of safe and sound or so or singled out or somebody you saw them at play with this band like mixed shows can can uh if it's if it's done with the right intent mixed shows are mixed shows can be sick as fuck yeah Mm -hmm. it all it all has to be about the bands and the people who set the it also it has to do with people who, uh, who who set the tone, you know. Like people always told me when I was doing shows in Puyallup, like it's a cool vibe because of the people who are doing who are doing the shows. Yeah, yeah. Who'd we who'd we see with Harm's Way a couple of years ago? Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Not uh, not higher power. Uh, um... They were like a sh- this like shoegaze band was like co-headlining with Harm's Way. Yeah, I can't. It was at. It uh, was a blast. <laughs> it was yeah. at, uh It was supposed to be at Studio Seven, and it oh, got was moved. It so- was it Soft Cell? Yeah, so- yeah, Soft Kill, Soft Kill, Soft Kill, Soft Kill. Yeah, yeah, Soft Kill. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people fucking like who don't like hardcore love that band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My my bass player from my other other band was there, and he's like not a. I, I ran into him and I was like, "What the fuck? Did you did you come to see Harm's Way?" And he was like, "No, nah, dude, I'm here to see Soft Kill." <laughs> like, you came to see Soft Kill? <laughs> I just uh, and this just goes back to to the algorithm and um and the internet of just being like, there's so much cool stuff going on and what at all the time is just like, there's just I don't I don't know it's there's no reason to put anything in the boxes anymore because, no. because you're going to see see people like go go in and out of phases even faster than they were before so i just like i think the whole phase thing should just be phased out <laughs> hey just like fucking music because Fuck. there's there's people simultaneously right now going through a a mid 2000s phase <laughs> an 80s post-punk phase of (laughs) there's pockets of people doing like at simultaneously in some sort of in some sort of like 
phase and it's multiple people at the same time so see like, that that shit should make more sense to older people like us like like i'm nearing 32 and like i mean the like the fact that like i grew up listening to like I don't know, like Evergreen Terrace and Walls of Jericho and Bleeding Through and Atreyu and 18 Visions and stuff like that. And then I got older and my favorite bands were like Ruiner and The Carrier and Have Heart. Like I had those two phases. I still listen to all of those bands all the time. So now when I see like younger kids who like, that's just their taste is they listen to bands from all across that spectrum. I'm like, yeah, dude, that makes sense. It just took me like 10 years to do that because the internet was harder to find, you know? Yeah, my my Gen Z sister is all about like both Suburban Scum and Suicide Boys. And it's just like, <laughs> she just doesn't fucking care. <laughs> we're living in a streaming world where everything is like there's so many i'm i'm still like will from all walks of life all different fucking um shit all shit from any era like you can get to your phone not like not like it was before like i'll listen to to fucking to fucking 60s reggae and shit like and shit like that and be like and like get in really fucking like get into it and then go and go from that into the fucking new cannibal corpse record (laughs) and like it doesn't it just i mean i was like that before and i think people like all over the board were i feel like in the with the ipod generation there was a lot there's still a lot of that but like I think it got even more with um with the stream with like the streaming generation of just of of being able to like there were bands like I didn't know about because I didn't have like from from lot different eras because I didn't fucking have the access it didn't come right to my face like it does like it does now yeah mm-hmm. so that's why like I see more people coming in through like phases even faster because they can just literally the rabbit hole is much more accessible than it was um like especially with just like smartphones and spotify and everything like having like i know people complain about spotify having not always having the most complete uh discographies but like still that's that's a lot more access than you know somebody who who legally bought who legally bought every single like and this is not me saying like buy illegal but like people who just bought stuff straight from itunes and that's all they had on their iphone yeah dude yeah it's it's weird to adapt to that too because like obviously because of the pandemic and just because of the changing of times like we've had to take a new approach with this band and like getting the word out there than i'm used to like you were saying earlier with motion i like handed out demo cds to find members and then handed out demo cds to get people to listen to it and then like handed out flyers for shows we were playing all this shit and since we decided to do this in the middle of covid and everything you know we've had to transition to like instagram ads and fucking focusing on making music videos and trying to put our shit on the internet and like dude all of it feels super weird to me it's like very alien because i never focused on any of that stuff with my last band but like imagine imagine being a musician during the pandemic and that being their first thing because now everybody just wants to go viral yeah 
like like and then and but imagine that and then having to transition that that type of thing and never never been able to play a show in your life and then now you're go now you have to try to there's people who have become famous over the pandemic and i don't i don't know how it's going to be very interesting because all they know is tiktok twitter instagram and right. live streaming <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude like honestly i'm i'm so fucking excited to get back into business as usual because like with this band just like any other band that i've been in like you know like we're we're gonna find good people that can play the fucking songs david's a fucking phenomenal drummer and we plan on like playing a show and being fucking like making it what the record sounds like and i hope it i hope it translates live and that it's not just i don't want just an internet thing you know man like i came from playing shows like that's what i want to fucking do again so like but yeah what you're saying is that's so bizarre i never even thought about that like somebody who doesn't even know what it's like to play a show they're just putting project out and getting popular via the internet like i don't know what the fuck do you do from there like i feel like there's so much missing <laughs> i just don't know how to you and you just like don't know how to act because you could you could just not not play shows you could just just do a live stream every night and just do be on twitch <laughs> dude yeah i kind i honestly kind of don't like that that's fucking weird like i don't even like that as a fan like i want to see the bands that i want to see i want to be in a fucking sea of people that like like shit dude i see your poster over there and i went to that fucking have heart reunion show at uh, sound and fury last year and like there is there i guess two years ago now but like there's just nothing like being in a room of 2500 people yelling shit together it's fucking great and <laughs> i would never want to see that go away well there's a lot of people like i said through these access ways who have who have been able to find a lot of punk metal and and in everything in between and and they're looking there they don't they're i don't it's gonna it's gonna be a whole new generation of people that that are gonna that are going to show up to these shows and not know how to do it's because like it's not like the way shows operate in a live setting are going to change at all it's not like like that i mean how how people are how people get to these shows and how we transition out of covid is gonna it's gonna change but like once things like people are still going to uh it's it's gonna be interesting because there's gonna be a lot of people that don't that are don't get it and my biggest thing is to for people to who have been to shows and gone and not just don't be a fucking asshole man we can't be assholes if you want if you want there to be something after after this don't be fucking assholes this this whole fucking i don't i don't even want to think about the i just thought about this right now i don't even want to think about how this how this whole fucking mad ball thing turned off turned off some people from wanting to go to hardcore shows yeah like you're from i'm i'm i assume you're yeah from, oh yeah i i saw that fucking fiasco that shit's crazy and it yeah just, and like see that because like with alt music it's like also like being the type of person like being a white dude doing doing this show i want my i want to do my best to have all 
people of all ages and ever and uh, and all identities to be like represent like represented and feel valid in yeah. these places because they have not before and this is we have a clean slate to fucking do this right you have people uh like make sure that like especially as people who have been in the scene to make sure people are represented that we're that we're not just taking up space for someone else someone else that's you know younger that we're making sure that we're that we're working together that we're listening to these people and th- that event was the most tone deaf bullshit i of my entire fucking life not that i mean it was obvious cuz like you playing heavy music and knowing people probably even having people that you know that you've that have, that have transplanted from the east coast like any heavy band has probably had an east coast fan who just fucking doesn't get it <laughs> like i me being in a band that was like that was primarily like pulled from new york hardcore we had east coast people who liked us on the internet who were just just a a little like um not politically aware yeah <laughs> put it lightly and that's what that's definitely what this event was and it just like you know just it's a it's a slap in the face because like as somebody who does this and wants the best for uh i'm i consider myself at this point and i know i i don't want to speak for you but i'm gonna speak for you do it that we're that we're lifers for this oh yeah at this point (laughs) i fucking said that like exact sentence this is one thing i feel like i can confidently speak for the both of us on on this and we want to see young people thrive yeah (laughs) like and that is fucking bullshit yeah yeah dude that whole thing like i don't know like Dude, I I used to I used to love Wisdom and Chains. I used to listen to that band a lot. I never got into Madball or gave a shit about that band. And like, there was always something fucking macho and shitty about those those kind of bands to me that I just never gravitated toward for some reason. And like, as soon as I, like I heard there was a hardcore show, and I'm like, oh, who fucking played this? And I looked and and I saw Madball at the top of the thing. I was like, oh, well, could have fucking called that one. And like, yeah, like you said, it's fucking it's tone deaf it was stupid and like i don't know yeah i mean i mean with the younger generation being so like you know they're on their fucking toes dude like they 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 see the world for what it is because the world at large is like you know in their fucking hand on their phone every single day and uh you know older people don't know how to use that tool to see what's going on in the world so they're just fucking blind to it and all those assholes just like I don't know, did some shit to feed their egos and some of the high profile promoters that were involved with that thing, like that shit bums me out even more than the bands. Like, honestly, I expect that kind of bullshit from a band like Madball, but uh, some some of those promoters, I'm like, why, like, why did you do this? Like you have, you have another horse in this race. Like, how'd you fuck this up? It literally doesn't surprise. Well, and the way it was brought around, the way, the way that it was just, it was booked the sleazy way it was it was that the that they got the city to to of new york to do this 
and then and then and then their excuse which was never verified they the the they they have this and it's like a fucking it felt like such a right-wing thing to do to have a to have to excuse it and call it a protest yeah like they they never it was never a protest they never fucking said it was a protest they just fucking they they had that as a backup like as a really like like knee-jerk response to like uh of what they wanted of what they were gonna what they were gonna say if they got uh if somebody accused them of being shitty and tone deaf they had that in their back pocket they were right. like protest and yeah like, dude like we've we've both talked about it before and like there there's like a weird thing going on like in some right-wing circles where they're trying to say like oh yeah like thinking for yourself and being conservative like that's the new punk and it's like (laughs) like we've heard that shit from people we're like what the fuck are you even talking about like not thinking for because it's not thinking for yourself because you were you heard that from somebody else yeah that's just like somebody oh my god um and this is not me to call out when i hear somebody like say the word plandemic or scamdemic they they act like they thought of that fucking they they they, the it's every everybody who ever says that acts like they fucking came up with it right (laughs) like on the spot they're like yeah i just thought of that i was like i was like Plandemic is more like it. (laughs) That's what I call it. I'm like, no, that's what somebody else called it, and you're calling it that too. And it's so corny that if you were the one who came up with that, like fucking extra shame on you. (laughs) 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 This is not something about I know you're the I know you're the fucking party of personal responsibility, but there's some there's some things that you don't wanna take ownership of also party responsibility but then blames everything on the on their political opposites that i'm just like (laughs) anyway we that was not what this was meant to be but uh but oh no go off but it's fucking dude i'm sorry it's hard it's hard not to because with the whole fucking thing the whole pan the whole pandemic and shit it's just like it it's hard to not like think politically and think bleak it's just like that's why it's like it's so important to like to for us for people who know better to be better yeah. <laughs> like when we're when we're when there's when we're able to do a show show again and it's just like because there's gonna be some awkward kids who just don't who are just who are who are nervous yeah like i felt like dude at red room it was so sick even though some of the people i don't talk to anymore or like i always was just like i don't give a i don't give a fuck if you if you are my if you if i start taking you to shows start introducing you to people honestly if you're young and you like in you start and like i i introduce you to someone and you're and you start a band and then you act like you're too cool for me I don't give a fuck, honestly, because um, like you, I just want people to go to shows. Yeah, I've this. I've had this happen in life. I had it happen before, but like they, like people get their like young people get excited, and sometimes they're you know 
you go get some flated. It happens to happens to all of us, and I just don't care. I just as long as like you're coming in and you're having a good fucking time, and you're not you're not actually harming people or taking up space where other people where other like marginalized people uh deserve to be, um, then go, fucking go for it. We like I'm. I'm old. I'm just gonna fucking go. I just want to. Ch- I just want to chill out, and I'm gonna rock out. I'm gonna rock out in the back, unless, <laughs> unless like especially for like the newer bands. Like if some if it's I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Figure four <laughs> plays again. I'm 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 probably uh there's there's gonna be multiple people hospitalized, and, and <laughs> I'm gonna be one of them. <laughs> Yeah, I'll apologize in advance for that. <laughs> um, it's it's I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but 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 if I'm going down, somebody's going down with me. <laughs> yeah, man, I I'm ex- I'm honestly excited to see the landscape of local local shows, especially like metal and hardcore on the outside of this pandemic, like for Seattle, because like you were saying, there's just there's just such a big fucking array of bands it's just so wide and i hope it stays wide and i hope i hope the bills stay mixed enough that people can come and like absorb some new shit and i hope the shit talking is kept to a minimum and people just go fucking support what they like i'll probably start booking out the other side of this like i was planning on getting back into it before all this shit happened you know so i uh i don't know i just wanted to be cool yeah let's fucking be cool Sorry, I gotta get my I gotta get the freaking. Oh, uh, where are you? All right, I got. Uh, I'm the, I got a plug in. I got a plug in my laptop. Oh, oh. Real, pro, real professional radio here. Yeah. No. <laughs> never, wait, did you ever? Uh, were you ever on the when we? Did you ever come up to the station? No, no, never got a chance to. Or when we were, when we were at the at the good old college radio. No. That sucks. Yeah, no, Caton Caton tried to get me up a couple times and then yeah, never got to it. So dude, but yeah, metal and hardcore, I'm it's interesting because I don't I wonder how the momentum what's your opinion? Cause I wonder how the momentum will last. Cause uh obviously like some of the last couple like I felt like there was a lot of new blood. Like I went to the Noctiloose show right before mm-hmm. the pandemic, and there's a lot of people there. And then we also have, um, we also have Finn, uh, Mister Mr. Punk Rock NBA hyping up, yeah. hyping everything up, like not locally. But I mean, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be the local Finn, and if <laughs> he, I, but uh, yeah, man, even like that, Jared Dines, pretty good. I remember. I wasn't actually there, but it was like Lurch, Avoid, uh, oh yeah, somebody else. There, I think it was like five bands. Because Jared, yeah, Jared, Jared puts Jared put down for the metalcore and the more yeah. hardcore influenced um, style, less punk influenced and more metal influenced style music. And he, I mean, that is one thing I'll give it to him. He actually put on some local shows and like promoted it which were 
Finn kind of keeps, um, and I'm not, because I would love to have Finn on the show someday, being a being a local dude, but he usually keeps it in the larger scape because he's like, I'm. I know I'm getting older, but I'm still not fucking forty. <laughs> I didn't get to. Go, I didn't get to. That's the one thing I regret about being like in this age range that you and I anywhere from like just right at 30 or like in the in the late 20s to early 30s uh area it's just it sucks because there's so many bands in the 80s and 90s i would have loved to see like right up front but i still feel old (laughs) but there's people but there's like there's a like the, the era like i don't absolutely hate the era of music open there's just like there's there's just i i guess there's just more bands in those other areas that before i was actually old enough to go to shows yeah i could have saw like fresh right Mm -hmm. that that it's it's that's a that's a that was a kind of a you know a bummer like so i was like sometimes i'm like man i sometimes i either wish i was 20 or i wish i was 50. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, f- I feel you. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like we have the benefit of hindsight when it comes to that stuff. Like, we know what the cream of the crop from from past decades are. So, like, that is true. We like build that up in our minds. It's like, holy shit, I could have seen X, Y, and Z. There is and that, like there is that because we're seeing it, we're seeing it now with people. Um, just uh i see a lot of people hyping up the 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 mid and late 2000s where there's there were some stuff that was cool but it's also like if you like depending on what area of the country you lived in you were getting beat up for listening to to alt music like <laughs> so like to it, and now it's like pretty fucking cool like i feel like we had it i feel like the the pacific northwest had it pretty fucking good because there is a lot of places where i grew up where the people that were in like metal and metalcore bands were like considered the cool kids if you lived in puyallup and (laughs) oh yeah we had that up here too and like so that was one thing but other schools didn't have that didn't have that uh that luxury that went away real quick like going in the 2010s like you started to be more outcasty, like as the as the like time got got by, and people started to go back into like, oh, you like that shit? That's weird. Like the weight the into the like the mid aughts to like early twenty tens. Like I felt like you could be a like I, a lot of the cool people were in bands, which was in, which was interesting. But that was like, Dude, I like that was a, exclusively like pacific northwest thing yeah it was funny when i was in high school um like my senior my like junior senior year of high school i was in i because i think there were there were like two metalcore bands in our high school and i was in the distinctly not cool one (laughs) and the other one was like the cool one (laughs) 
Wait, how do you differ? How does it differ? Like sonically, like how, what, what, what sonically makes in high school you be a cool metalcore? Oh man, the cool, cool one metalcore versus uncool high school metalcore. The cool. Do you remember Heir to the Throne? You remember that band? Um, it sounds familiar. I think they. I think they morphed into. Uh, oh God, Carson Tacker's band. Oh, pray the hunter. I know. No, 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 no. Uh, plural nouns band, like con- convictions or constellations or something. Confines, confines, confines. Okay, yeah, I yeah. remember. Con- I remember. Con- uh, yeah, I, I think. Con- I think they basically morphed into confines. But yeah, well, they were the cool. A lot one. of kids going to metal, dude. 2013, Like I remember, I played a hardcore show to literally no one because Prestige was playing a sold out show. And I remember my friend like lied and said he was gonna come to my show, and he 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 hitched a ride with me to that show, and then got a friend to pick me pick him up and go to the prestige. <laughs> Dude, yeah. So the the cool kid one was ripping like Suicide Silence, and we were doing like Lamb of God parts with Silverstein parts, <laughs> and honestly, they were better than us. <laughs> I like that. I the sound of what you just said sounds more interesting to me because I like both Lamb of God and Silverstein more than I like Suicide Silence. <laughs> it was just like at the time we didn't oh we were we were playing fucking drop A doing like <laughs> just gnarly ass diminished fists the whole time. So we were we were not the cool one. But yeah. <laughs> there was so much, so many like Puyallup was like I remember like people people uh, like identified Puyallup as a weird like hot topic town for a while like (laughs) really converge yeah no like you could go on the internet and people just that's what on an urban dictionary that was like what Puyallup was (laughs) it was it they said it's hot topic hot topic emo kids and rednecks okay yeah (laughs) dude honestly that's kind of like my hometown because like i'm from arlington right and the two like thriving cliques that my high school had were like there there was like a bunch of rednecks bunch of hicks that all wore carhartt and drove big trucks and all that kind of shit but we had a thriving vegan crust punk scene and our vegan crust punk scene was great until everybody like kind of started to have problems you know there's there's a lot of kids that that it didn't turn out too well for but it was all these kids that i grew up with that had me listening to bands like i don't know like leftover crack and choking victim and nerve agents and stuff like that you know so but it, it was kind of weird because it was like i don't know it was like this weird shitty town and like you could only hang out with rednecks or crust punks like so all my friends were crust punks growing up or fucking like 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 anti-racist skinheads you know like kids that actually listen to oi it was fucking weird <laughs> it, was, it was definitely like a weird like mix of uh, of of people in job i mean i mean that's like what you kind of just did in this area in the area of because like you there's nothing to do so you played music yeah. i wish i was able to to i wish i was able to do a like a DIY venue like a little bit longer there because it was 
it was fucking cool like the there it was its own it was i mean it was half hour uh east of puyallup and in almost a, a completely different scene yeah it had it had a lot of the same people but there were people who would never go out to anything to anything else unless i was booking it which yeah. was really cool that's how i met like ray who was in uh who's in that uh you talked about cut out uh oh yeah oh is he in that band yeah or not cut out um cut both ways yeah yeah okay. raisin cut out raisin cut yeah, out raisin cut out okay yeah yeah sorry cut but i've the there those two names i t- i talked about saw bands being sonically similar but there there's a couple there's a couple names that are <laughs> yeah cut out and cut both ways both like drop music at the same time and they're both like they're both like hardcore influenced metalcore bands they're both sick yeah there's a handful of them and i'm just like i'm interested to see how that plays out like just with like with like hardcore and and metal like because like it was cool because like like during like the 2010s like those two those two kind of uh scenes kind of collided for a while but i just wondering if like i feel like it could like i said with knock loose and stuff like that opening up opening up doorways for different for for uh different kids i think there can be some crossover but like there wasn't a lot of crossover from for any type of metalcore and hardcore for a, for a while in the Pacific Northwest because there was no, there wasn't really any hardcore influenced metalcore. It was kind of the more evolved, um, next stage of metalcore that kind of separated itself from from any type mm. of influence. Yeah, that that was kind of what was going on when I first got involved. And like most of the hardcore bands that I was hearing, like, I don't know, when I started going to hardcore shows, it was a lot of like melodic bands like Have Heart and The Carrier and stuff like that. And then uh, out of nowhere, like, I don't know, bands like Incendiary and Harm's Way and Code Orange and Foundation started to get super popular. And I fucking loved that because like, those bands to me like those are my favorite bands you know like Talk about stuff going like at the same time 2019 if you look at all the shit that there's so many different styles of hardcore that were happening at the same time melodic hardcore is coming back in a little and in, in in a certain way there's heavy there's there's it's like it's all kind of running at the same fucking time dude yeah and like there, there's bands like Portrayal of Guilt that are like sounding like old screamo bands or like, dude, we went to we went to a show like I feel like this was shortly before COVID, but we saw oh page ninety nine. Oh, um, that one. Well, we we went to that too. Yeah, we went to the page ninety nine reunion show. Yeah, who the, the fuck opened that? They were... That was Portrayal of Guilt. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but it was page ninety nine Portrayal of Guilt and um, uh, motherfucker, I can't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Majority rule. Yeah, we oh, went yeah. we went to that and then like right before that show though, we went to a show at El Corazon that was this band called Meth, a band called Wrist Meat Razor. Oh yeah. And did Never Grows open that? I think Never Grows opened it. And it was it was just such a strange show because it was just like 
I don't know, like, dude, I love old screamo music. And I feel like that's like a forgotten blend and like it's coming back in, in its own way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's getting mixed with melodic hardcore. Like the heavy bands are still doing okay. Like that last Harm's Way record is the best Harm's Way record. So I mean, no, it's yeah, it is. <laughs> it's oh, best rust. It'll always be rust. Like, I liked wait, what was the last Harm's Way record? Oh, it's post human. Post human. Oh, I don't I haven't I haven't listened to too much I haven't given that a full listen. Um like well I, the best one is Rust. So Yeah, I really like I really like <laughs> Rust. Honestly, this was like a band so so if I if I for full disclosure, and this is an opinion if you listen to this show enough that everybody knows already of me. Um and this is a, I don't think I've attached this same identifier with the with the um, harm's way but code orange is a band that i prefer as a live band than a band that i listen to in the car mm. and i like them i really like them live i love code orange live um the earlier code orange kids and code and code orange i like to listen in the first code orange uh full length i like listening to in the car but um uh, that's same with Harm's Way. I did not, I didn't care about Harm's Way until I saw them live. And I like them as a, I like these bands as live bands. So you may never hear me singing along to these bands because I just like to listen to them live and see them live. They have a really good live show and a live experience. But personally, I can't throw them too much on a, on a playlist for me. Yeah. Yeah. Code Orange Live is going to be weird now with jamie not playing drums anymore <laughs> that's like i I'm, I'm not sure what's gonna happen with them <laughs> dude i feel bad for that band like they fucking put out like i don't know like to be honest like i wasn't a huge fan of that newest record but like it's definitely the most ambitious thing they've ever done and they released it they were about to go on that tour with jesus peace and then pandemic <laughs> yeah they kind of kicked off the whole streamed show thing yeah which that stream show was really freaking cool. It was sick. Yeah. And it was sick that Sonny was involved with it. Cause like, yeah, I feel like if you're involved with hardcore in any way, shape or form right now, and you're not supporting what Sonny does, you're missing out. So. No, I was very, I was, I was very excited. Like the most of the other ones that I saw over the last year have not been like crazy, like anything like, and it doesn't has nothing to do with the bands. It's just like you can't really get the type of production unless uh, for a DIY band unless you get to fucking Roadrunner and Code Orange level. Right. Yeah, man. We we kind of spitballed the idea of trying to put one together, and it doesn't really seem. I shouldn't say it'll absolutely not happen, but it doesn't seem super worth it at this point especially feeling like so close to to going back for real <laughs> yeah yeah we we were really throwing it out there for a minute like i i want i really wanted to do one like along with the album release but um like he said it, it's just it, it I, I don't think it seems worth it like i don't know like we're I wouldn't call us like a true hardcore band or whatever, but like, like my heart and soul is always in like the DIY and it's always in the lyrics and it's always in the show. And I want people's first experience to be with Lilith, either to be 
like intimately listening to this record and absorbing like what it's saying and what it's about or I want it to be people seeing it live and you know feeling the weight of it because like not only is the record heavy like fucking ass ripping heavy but it's also like heavy is in like the content like it's a really emotional record and so I hope uh I hope it comes across right I want it to be like I don't know I, I want it to like speak for itself you know and I think a live stream a live stream just doesn't lend itself to it in any way like at that point just listen to the record mm-hmm. listen to the record and read the lyrics you know yeah we wa- I watched the I bought tickets to the darkest hour and uh misery signals misery signals thing and it was cool like put it on the big screen downstairs and we just like i think i made popcorn we <laughs> watched the show uh and the misery but the misery signals thing was like it was just okay i'm watching these guys individually like play their instrumental part of the song and there's some like stuff flashing on screen but like i'm just listening to the songs and then the darkest hour thing they like rented out a venue and that was cool but it was still like okay i could just go watch any like youtube full-length set from them and that has like bored audio recorded from it and like get honestly a better experience See, so and i wanted to support those guys so like i don't feel bad about it i don't regret my purchase or anything but it was definitely like all right well that was nice, I guess, but like, eh. yeah, we we like sat down and watched that live stream together. And the only other live stream that I've paid for and watched was um, uh, there's I, I listen to a lot of pop music and there's this band I really like called Paris and uh, they're playing their second record from front to back on a live stream. And I watched it and it just made me sad. It just made me sad that I had tickets to see them like before COVID mm-hmm. and then COVID happened. And then like I watched it on a live stream and it was kind of a bummer, but then like, yeah, like you were saying with like pulling up old videos on YouTube, like we have hate five, six, right. We have Sonny like making videos all the time. And now dude, Sonny's putting out a fucking glass jaw show from like 2000, like once a week, it seems like, <laughs> and, like that's been keeping me thriving. You know, I just keep watching these old glass jaw sets and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling better. <laughs> doing it, and they're still continuing. It's interesting because obviously some people are doing some shows in some capacity, but there's also a mix of, we're in a weird mixed show economy right now where we have people doing illegal shows legal shows that are socially distanced and then we still have some live streams going on Uh, my girlfriend um was watching ash nico do her thing like and it's very fucking weird to see just one person like just on the fucking stage like i imagine that it was probably a i was just like this could have been cooler because it was like with pop music there's usually like some sort of production going on and there you could do like props and do crazy shit but there was a lot of her just fucking like going and going and just like singing into the camera and i'm just Mm -hmm. like i was just like uh there's some lights flash and like you said some lights flashing in the background and i'm like yeah man once it gets to that point i'm kind of just like well i why don't we just make a music video <laughs> which is what we 
we've been every couple of months here. So, yeah. Yeah, that when, when we made the decision to release this album, like in COVID, like it, it was really hard because, dude, so Aaron Lanford mastered this thing, right? I went down to Decade Sound like in March of last year. And like on Friday, me and Aaron did like the me, Aaron and Asa, the guy who tracked our record. Um, we did our first mastering session on Friday. The stay at home order was announced on Monday. And also on Sunday, I got COVID. <laughs> so I'm like, this is all in March of 2020. And then so like the pandemic thing hit. And so me, David and Greg had to sit down and be like, OK, well, our record's finished. What the fuck do we do with it now? And we like sat on it for a few months and then we like the three of us decided, okay, like we're going to film music videos and we're just going to put out a music video every so often until this COVID shit's over. And so for the most part, we stuck to that and we, we got to do a music video in July of 2020. I think it was with Greg, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And we filmed that and then, um, yeah, obviously, like we said earlier, Greg Greg died shortly there after that. And then we put the record out on his birthday, or we put the music video out, excuse me, on his birthday in November. And then me and David, we just continued on, like, trying to put out a music video every once in a while. I'm like, I don't know, some of them have been pretty cool. Like, they're definitely higher production value than anything I've done before. Shout out King Zab. Yeah, we've been super lucky to have the, have the homie hook up with King Zab because, like, he does fucking phenomenal work and like we're getting great deals like yeah he's he's incredible fast turnaround time yeah she looks like very signature he's got a signature style which i like personally like i don't really want to see like a i don't know like a typical boring music video that you would normally see for like under a thousand dollars i guess <laughs> uh I think I think one thing we could we we can like hopefully agree on as a scene is no is like w there should be like like how we have the no racism no, no you know no homophobia there should also just be like some rules like no more f no forced music videos <laughs> um no warehouse no girls tied up to chairs like we gotta really stop that one as a community <laughs> that's not that's just also, that won't age that doesn't age well either no ah. no god the amount of times i like watch these old music videos and see that shit i'm like oh fuck what were you doing or like somebody like ominously running away i'm like god damn it stop that <laughs> what are you running from <laughs> man now i just want to watch some old videos because and sit, like just of local bands and and because that shit just doesn't oh boy yeah there though there's one that i used to love that i i feel like i won't love anymore from back in my post hardcore days and that's like a really popular one from this area from a friend was from from Athene. had no <laughs> that one was super bad <laughs> I feel like I haven't watched it in a long time, but I feel like there's no way that music video held up. That was from 2006, peak MySpace era. There's just no way. I can't, I'm going to have to watch it. I can't imagine it being good. Yeah, Man, I, I think did, I'm going to watch that as soon as we close the stream. <laughs> did Fall did Troy have cool videos? I don't actually remember. 
they were right. like a bigger band so that they didn't they so they had money they yeah. also had a label probably telling them to like what they should probably do yeah um, unlike unlike from from Anthony, all those kids were like like high school high schoolers and, yeah. and or even younger and that went to play other like metalcore bands later on and they just somehow because of how they looked they just uh they they became a uh, kind of like online on uh, on online mini phenomenon they 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 got a lot of views from their shit back in the day mm-hmm. like on youtube on youtube and i was like i got excited was like wow a local band has a music video <laughs> <laughs> man yeah i i feel like i feel like zeb has sort of personally raised the bar for local music videos here like fucking 10 levels yeah dude he, <laughs> like like a good couple of ways i think uh actually they haven't released it yet they, yeah yeah they put they're putting out. it out soon but yeah he's mostly been working with rappers and uh um, but he did like he did like that avoid video that was shot above elko yeah uh did that i'm one. trying to think of who else he did that Wyatt only, Wyatt only band yeah <laughs> but like he yeah his, his style is it's different and like dude some of the stuff we've worked in with him on were they were fucking weird man we had some weird music video ideas like our whole our whole album has like this uh i don't know i'll call it it's kind of a anti-religious rhetoric throughout this whole record and like my personal struggles with exiting um being religious and like that's kind of one of the big thematic presences on this album and like yeah after god there is peace means after you give up believing concept of god yeah that's you will find peace. (laughs) we've had a lot of confusion about that online (laughs) yeah we've had a lot of people ask us if we're a christian band and like that's going over their heads a little bit (laughs) yeah but that's okay um and uh, we have a yeah no it's a we'll have a very interesting time because it's also like there's not like like when you and me like like we're we're going to shows like like 10 plus years ago there was still somewhat of a christian um scene to go parallel with what was going on and there is no longer right it's, it's not really it's not really a thing there's a few here and there but they're yeah it's so weird how that's just chill dude they're just usually like there's people um what like uh Deathbreaker, um who, oh yeah who are uh they're just but they've been longtime friends who are just like cool like and, and there's but it's there, there's no longer no strong evangelical scene which is i'm chill with i'm chill with that like there's nothing i don't have any i i take no issue with that whatsoever but uh yeah like, like we live with like we've bounced back to like we're to a time where like heavy music means like there isn't there people can't be like there used to be a time at least from the mid 90s to the to the late aughts where you'd be like well this band sounds like like this or there's a whole scene of alternative christians that's not much of a thing anymore and i think it's been more and more polarizing because a I feel like people have taken their sides of I'm not going to be in alt music anymore because I'm super Christian or I'm going to just say fuck this and just be a part part of 
alt music because it's just like there it it didn't they almost i feel like those some of the people who are too crazy push themselves out and i don't feel bad yeah <laughs> I, I don't want to be a dick or anything because like my one of my best friends in the whole world is a goddamn youth pastor wow i didn't mean to say it <laughs> but, but like he he's awesome and one of the most accepting and loving people on the whole freaking planet but yeah it's um and this is that and and this is like the like the whole close to the the whole theme of what you guys are doing with this record right like yeah it's um it's like dude yeah so like i grew up I grew up kind of Christian and like my parents divorced when I was young. I started going to church and like, I wasn't, I wasn't Christian, like by nature of family. Like I did it all like on my own. It was shit that I found myself. Like I went to a church so I could find somebody to teach me how to play drums. Like that's how I got involved with music when I was like 13. And so obviously like growing up when I grew up, I was listening to all the Christian metalcore bands like under oath and as I lay dying and so on and so forth. And I was like, Oh, there's Christian bands and all this music. That's cool. <laughs> and yep. I, I think the when Christ I, core gateway, the Christ core, <laughs> like, Christ, the Christ core pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> Parallel to the alt-right pipeline. Jesus. Dude, it's, it's the Literally. Christ core to atheism pipeline, you know, <laughs> like, I feel like that's the inevitability. <laughs> but yeah, I like, I stopped believing in God when I was like 19, which like is kind of a long time ago. That was like 10 years ago. Right. But like, and, and like, it was just, it was a pretty like quick decision. I had friends that were like strong vocal atheists and I was getting more and more involved with like Harper and I was going through political awakening and everything like that and getting more, getting out of my small town life and shit like that. But the one thing I had never reconciled with is like, what death and morality felt like to a non-believer I just decided I didn't believe and then I didn't I didn't think of anything to do with these like big concepts that Christianity taught me how to cope with like Christianity taught me how to cope with death because like I was taught that there was like an afterlife right yeah and then so now I'm like now that I don't believe in that I'm like what what else is it like there's got to be something that i can think of and so like i spent a lot of time writing the lyrics to this album like reading from a lot of different philosophers a lot of existentialists and a lot of like nihilist think pieces and like you know i think nihilism is a misunderstood thing but i could talk about that for days so i won't get into it but like just i mean the concept that life like i don't know doesn't have inherent purpose or inherent value other than like what you you know what you can do in your relationship and the energy you put in the world like those are the kinds of things that motivate me to like be a good person the best I can is that I know I'm gonna die and there's nothing left of me and that's like what this record was and it was like okay now that I've rejected God and like come up with uh you know another reason to justify life until death and like that's that's where the whole thing comes from is after God there is peace you know there's also a positive. You get to take a really long fucking nap. <laughs> right? Right? 
and your alarm your alarm's not gonna fucking go off. <laughs> like right. you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to work for a fuck for you know fucking warehouse for Jeff Bezos. <laughs> There's a lot of positives like right. that I'm not sh- like also fucking who not dude regardless of how you feel about it i'm not trying to get philosophical your fucking whatever energy is in your it, finger crossed it transfers to something positive man yeah <laughs> it could it, it it there's no it's not impossible <laughs> yeah dude and like i don't know that's what i want out of this record like it's supposed to be like this bleak meditation on like what life means or whatever and like i don't know it's super deep to me but like i wrote the words so of course it is but like i hope other people like i don't know get some shit out of it it's got some political shit too because it's also like reconciling like being a positive influence and a positive person and putting good energy into the world while also like taking the time to recognize like how shitty so much of what's going on in front of us like the album like confronts you know imperialism from the american military and how the united states takes advantage of poor people and how we're all like taught bullshit history to try to indoctrinate us into being fucking patriotic morons and like all that shit i'm just and like with being confronted with all that it's like hard to be happy I thought conservatism <laughs> was really punk yeah so fucking punk <laughs> okay i don't want to get i don't want to get too like i'm just gonna shoot for it i want to get dude like i don't want to get so political but here's a question i've been having in what is the point of being a fucking conservative atheist unless you just want to be a fucking bigoted fascist like what is the point i get the whole conservative christian thing because they are sticking to some sort of morals of of some sort of they're trying to live their biblical truth whether people like it or not but when you're not conservative and there's no and the whole thing of being like a conservative christian is like there will be a next life and we're just trying to be the best conservative christians in this life but what is the point of being it like there are atheists who are conservative what is the fucking what what's the fucking point of that being like having really really conservative bigoted view like conservative views and being an atheist i feel like it has to be some level of like class why preservation would why would you be transphobic and atheist like what's the yeah point? that shit's so bizarre <laughs> like I don't understand that one especially dude i think i think you're on it though but no class class preservation like i i think i think the the conservative atheists tend to be more wealthy and see it as a way to like retain their monopoly on their wealth yeah they they fear they fear potential redistribution but like and then i also think that uh people who are people who hold those beliefs and are less wealthy are probably suffering from the whole like temporarily embarrassed millionaire like psychological thing where down economics (laughs) i'm just Uh, 
I'm just waiting for a droplet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean, like, there's some prominent, I guess, dude. So, like, I don't know. By comparison, like, maybe some people wouldn't call these people conservative. But I would, like, by comparison of what I think a fucking leftist should be or is or, like, where it stands on the spectrum or whatever. But, like, people like fucking Sam Harris and Richard Dawkins, like, those shitheads are all conservatives to me. They're all fucking conservative atheists who are out there to, like, preserve America. And, like, I think they're just as fucking inept in their ideas on, like, we must preserve American progression, technology, and science at the expense of, like global death i think that's just as flawed as like the mm-hmm. fucking christian military imperialism bullshit like it's the same fucking flawed logic to me like mm-hmm. I, I hear those idiots talk and it, it just it sounds like the same drony nonsense which is weird to me because like i don't know like i'm a staunch atheist like don't get me wrong i'm not like a i'm not like a no i don't think there's a god i'm like a, i promise you there's not a fucking god and the world would be better if no one believed in one like i'm that kind of fucking atheist <laughs> but like i'm also not like so culturally ignorant that i say stupid like imperialistic <laughs> sounding shit like these motherfuckers like those dudes get, get on tv and talk about how like I don't know, other cultures, religions are like demonstrably violent. And they're like, Christianity is reformed. Look at American Christians. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like American Christians are like passive military, like warmongering worshipers. Like fuck these fools. (laughs) Fuck them all. Yeah, man. And like atheist libertarians weird me out. (laughs) Cause like, I don't know. They they completely miss like like I, even the idea of like true individuality is is kind of a lie. At the end of it, at the end of the day, like you're always a product of your environment, and like you are no matter what, who you are to your core is ultimately like part of this tapestry of other people. So, so what, what what do libertarian atheists do if they don't if they can't? if they can't pay for their funeral expenses <laughs> like they're, they're if it's stateless who are they just gonna leave we just leave them where they lie no yeah. services can we can't have this dead person couldn't afford the ambulance so <laughs> we couldn't take we are not going to risk these resources to get this guy to the morgue. <laughs> Guess I gotta decompose, man. <laughs> and no, I mean nobody's been paying for roads anyway. There's so there's no. I was gonna say there's no road to get to the morgue. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have a morgue in your house, you decompose in the street. That's oh. it. Your 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 home state. <laughs> man, how 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 Randian. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, you 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 picked a couple funny dudes to like jump into politics with because like we so we live together, right? And like, I mean, this is what we do is like just fucking hang out and talk about metalcore politics and atheism. I so I do that just by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I yeah no, and I here's the thing: it just sucks because I do work with like I try to keep my you know I'm. I work with like libertarians that are so close to getting it and they're like about like ta- like just like supporting uh local businesses class solidarity 
like ruling class shit like this but it's still so it's just like the step removed that's still like like it's still Dude, it's, it's still kind of blaming poor people for their lot in life and their problems and blame it's still it's like the spongebob man ray meme <laughs> no it's completely it. straight up yeah yeah like yeah we we have a friend who shall remain nameless but we we have a friend who we regularly have those kind of conversations with and it goes like that the, that fucking meme every time it's like you can lead a horse to water and then at the end of the day like i don't know words like socialism or redistribution or class solidarity they're like well i agree with the concept but that word is scary <laughs> yeah no it's just like there's people who are talking to like where people were getting with the whole like um with the whole stock market shit at the beginning of the year where some people were like so close to getting it like with what's going on with, with with what's going on in uh just the this country and the in the fucking how it's a scam of capitalism the wealth gap and all this shit and it just like conservatives kind of started to get it but they still just are like it just but the rest still went over their heads and they're just like it's like they, that's, they Marxism. Out. that's communism things i don't like is is marxism and communism <laughs> <laughs> it's like you they figured out it was a casino and then instead of burning down the casino they're like well let's play at the casino what <laughs> dude we could go we could go down this we could go down this rabbit hole for for a very, very long time but uh let's let's um let's kind of we'll close up this discussion um with just um what's uh just any information you want people to know about your uh latest record it came out um at the beginning of april yeah close mm -hmm. right now so you've had it out for about a for about a month so about a uh, month let the people know what what they need to know it's on uh it's it's on everywhere you would want to find it um if you listen to it in those places that helps us that's that would be a nice thing to do in this streaming world it matters also like I, I don't know i think it's i think it's pretty hard so yeah. <laughs> hopefully it'll be an enjoyable experience yeah it's 10 10 songs 30 minutes it's fucking i don't know it's fast it's sad it's angry it's it's all the things it's loud um like he said, it's on a, it's on everything from Spotify to fucking Deezer. Take your pick, and we got some videos up on YouTube. Um, my favorite place to plug, just because I think it's a cool platform, is Bandcamp. Get on Bandcamp. We're on Bandcamp. Uh, it's uh, Lilith C, as in Lilith, like the ocean, Lilith, and then you know, like the ocean. Which the band name is an anime thing, so if you get it, you get it, and that's cool. And we got we got merch. We got merch. There's there's a hoodie right there, and um, yeah, we're selling those on Bandcamp, and uh, the record's called Postaeus. We got CDs and T-shirts and shit too. So we're just shipping stuff out, hoping people take a listen until uh, we can fucking play a gig for y'all. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I really, uh, I mean, your shit, the shit that you've 
put out Garrett has always been like fucking solid and put a lot of fucking work in everything you do. And I appreciate that because, uh, there's, there's not, not a lot of people that can do what you do. And, uh, and also be a fucking, uh, just someone who just rides for all of fucking, uh, music in general and just be like fucking, uh, fucking happy about about doing about doing what you fucking do. So you've always been like a cool person to talk local music with uh, over these past couple years, uh, past ten fucking years. <laughs> and, uh, Dude, thanks, man. I I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm just I'm just hoping, man. I'm hoping for good things for look for local music because I feel like. It's got to feel like at this point that you feel like not like for people who have specifically made music past like like during the pandemic, it's hard to feel like a local band. Yeah, <laughs> because there hasn't been a local scene. There's people that talk locally, but none of us have really seen each other in over a year and like it's fucking if it it uh it's just it's just weird i feel like i feel like we're all in just one weird bubble whether i talk whether it's hard to feel like we're like we're in the same state since i'm talk everybody i talk to these days is on zoom or yeah. phone so like it, i i get snapped back to reality because i'm like okay these are people i've i've known for years and um can talk <laughs> can talk local music about and it but it it doesn't feel that way when i'm like i'll go to the person for the next week who lives in california or lives or or plays in new york and it just all feels like it, it's it sucks that it it isn't the same thing but it feels like the same thing if that makes sense yeah i feel you man don't worry it'll it'll be soon we'll be in the same room we'll be playing shows hopefully you'll have a new band so <laughs> hopefully i'm just I'm trying to keep this. To, I'm, I'm trying to. I think I got a baby steps. I got to fucking keep this. Uh, I want to keep this show consistent. I've been off. I've been off for a few weeks, so I'm like, I gotta. I want to one responsibility at a time, guys. Because yeah, you know, you know the best. You know about being, like having something be your baby, and it's just like having to just do do it all. That's why I stopped doing bands for a little while because it's like. Okay, I want to contribute to hardcore, but this is cool because the only person I have to blame at the end of the day is myself. <laughs> yeah. I... Well, dude, offer like if you're ever uh, if you're ever doing a dead air show and you just need somebody to fucking talk to or hang out on the airwaves, I'm usually home on weeknights and not doing shit. So you can always just you can always hit me up. I'd be down. I can always use local homies. So we're gonna. Um... We're gonna get back to it and get back to uh we'll play some music and we'll be uh we'll be back. You'll listen to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. Sick. Make sure to check us out on social media at Dead Air NWCZ on both Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com slash dead air hardcore radio. Well, here goes! Flower Chains Collective. I felt like I was watching a dream I'd never wake up from. DIY clothing you can't get anywhere else. 
Now you have something to look forward to after you die. Information at flowerchains.us. All right, once again, uh, you listen to Dead Air, Two Hours Hardcore Radio. So I'm making this very quick. Uh, once again, I'm sorry if it sounds a little... I'm using the uh, the internal mic on the uh, um, on the laptop to finish this up. Shout out to Garrett and Lilith. There's still a lot of cool uh, shit happening in Seattle. So, But it doesn't feel like it because there's still not shows. There's not really anything happening on um, this side of where there is shows happening in the country. There's not a lot of stuff happening in Seattle. I kind of feel like live streaming has kind of ceased a little bit because um, parts of the uh, state, different parts of the state are kind of shut down at times. And I don't even know what a lot of the, a lot of the people who are in the more popular hardcore bands are just uh are doing other things they're very talented people much more talented than i and uh have other ventures and things that are going on so like when they're the but uh i still rep um seattle and uh appreciate garrett for the time uh very hardworking individuals for metal and hardcore so if you like you know metal hardcore metalcore whatever you want to call it um check out check out lilith and uh, check out their uh, their latest uh, LP that is available on their Bandcamp. Once again, um, just for contact purposes, you can contact the show on our social medias, um, both at Dead Air NWCZ on both Twitter and Instagram, uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Dead Air Hardcore Radio. You can do the Dead Air Hardcore Radio group. Um, as even though I'm 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 in the demographic for Facebook. Um, even I don't give it's gotten even skewed older to where I feel like I'm anyone in the mid their mid 20s to early 30s feels like the younger part of Facebook these days and there's a few kids and stuff but I like it's 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 dragged out I hate going to TikTok and feeling like I am the old fucking hermit on the mountain but then going to to uh to uh facebook and then being with all the old hermits on the fucking mountain um also we got um it's uh tiktok at both uh at um dahc253 once again dahc253 it might make an easier handle for that uh because i wasn't expecting to do more uh, much music on that platform um and then what was I gonna what was I gonna do? Oh yes, and the email. We always do email deadairnwcz at gmail.com. Once again, deadairnwcz at gmail.com. So we're going to uh get out of here and uh we're gonna play some music from Lilith right now. I'm uh glad to have a live show back and uh thank you to everybody who who uh supports and uh we'll be back with my co-host in the following week. Um, so we're going to finish it up where we just kind of did. We're just doing two kind of sign with this is just kind of based around the interview this week. So we're going to do part two um, uh, from Lilith's uh, latest LP 
So we'll be right. So we're going to finish up with uh, part two and uh, see you next time. Yeah. Got to hit stop. All right. Peace.